0: Listening to Paco Radio, brought to you by Cenol on FNR, Football Nation Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Paco Radio here on FNR Football Nation Radio, brought to you by Senol. My name is Nick Tabano. I'm joined here today by three very, very special guests live in studio today. We apologize for a bit of the delay getting everything set up here at FNR. I've had some technical difficulties earlier in the day. It's delayed all our programming, so we're all ready to go now. Joined here by Mini Roos Technical Director Ray Mitzi. Also joined by committee member Anna Martucci and as well, John Panay. You've got many titles, John. Hey, I mean, please. we can go all day with them. So uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us here today. It's going to be a fantastic show. So again, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thanks very much. Uh, it's a great opportunity for us to say hello to all our, um, our families at Paco. Um, we've uh, been able to grow this club so much this year. Um, it, is, it is a great place to be. And, um, and it's great to see so many happy faces at the club. Um, we've grown the club this year from 11 uh, Mini Roos teams and um, now we're at to 17. And also with the, um, the girls football, um, they had two teams and now they're at five. So the growth and potential for this club just to have um, so many families at, uh, at Hoskin Reserve um, is just incredible to see the growth that's happening. Um, we do train at uh, two other venues as well too, so um, a training night has uh, three different venues all operating at the same time. So um, it it is, it is a real big project that uh, we're running and uh, but um, from what I'm seeing, I'm seeing lots of happy faces and connection with their, with all the teams as well too. So uh, that's really important to see.
0: So in terms of this year, you know, we've spoken to a lot of different coaches, a lot of people mainly involved with the the senior programs and the 20s and the 18s. They've spoken about finally just getting some football in this year, you know, uninterrupted, no no disruptions and getting it as well, especially for young kids, getting an opportunity to run around with their friends and, and play on a weekly basis. For yourself, Ray, when you look at this year, I guess, how have you seen it as a whole? You spoke about the growth, but I guess how have you seen just seeing
1: kids getting out there playing with their mates every single week? It is, it is an incredible sight to see. It actually um, makes me so proud that the, the boys and girls are out there uh, with the Paco top. Um, I didn't think that this year would be um, growing in this way. I was a little bit doubtful of our numbers, just in soccer in general, and it's really blown me away. Um, that connection, um, the cheering, to see our grounds all filled, um, you know, and um, I, I also see um, our... Our junior players, our mini roos, going to the senior games as well too, you know, and and taking out the senior player and uh, and you know being that mascot, it's a real proud moment, you know, and that that connection just keeps on flowing from from the top end right down to the bottom. Um, so, um, no, I I just really enjoy seeing and hearing um, such happy um, kids out there. Um, it, it's really good compared to where we were. At you know, last year, um, you know, in doing Zoom uh, training sessions and everything like that and and that connection. And then obviously we had to, um, uh, you know, stop training and everything. Um, I I just really, I think as well, we've we've had a lot of first-year players that have come to the club as well too. And so it looks like the word is getting around that, hey, let's get back out there, let's enjoy uh, playing football, you know, let, let's be part of a club instead of going just to the park. You know, let's yeah. be part of something big. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I'm really I'm really thankful that our parents have been really supportive. Um, yeah, we've had a few teams that, um, you know, have had, you know, two or three players out, you know. Uh, but our club is really supportive that, you know, there's been some opportunities for some other players to help out as well too. So that that's really good as well too. So, um, yeah, we have to understand where we're at. Uh, and that might be the players are sick or not, but um, they all come back and they all bounce back really well.
0: I know from a committee point of view, I guess just seeing it from top to bottom, seeing, I guess, you know, players out there, not having that, that disruption of not knowing week to week, whether, you know, you're going to be playing one week or you're have to you not going to play and then being told the last minute, hey, you actually got games this week and have to get everything sorted. It must be not as stressful, Must be like, it must be good to get back to that you know, more relaxed and free flowing environment again. A
2: hundred percent. There is a lot of uh, hard work that goes on in the backgrounds, but like you said, it is less stressful. Uh, the committee's role is to ensure that there is a seamless process, and we manage that quite well. And it is a very, very rewarding role. Yeah, all counts.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And John, for yourself, I mean, you know, how have you sort of seen this year just getting back to a bit of normality, a bit oh, of, you know, f- just everything getting back to, I guess, just a sense of what, what it was like pre-COVID.
3: Pre-COVID, um, is good now getting back into it. The stop start from last year was a little bit difficult. Um, you want to try and squeeze and make up time for the kids so they can keep developing. Um, I'm new to Paco this year. I've been lucky enough to m- make a lot of new friends, pretty much. We came across to join for the, the Super League. Um, got to know Ray, working alongside Ray, you know, week in, week out. And we're both growing, um, learning a lot for the, for the kids. And we're just seeing now the benefit yep. from us um, jumping into the deep end, we could say, from late last year um, for the Junior Super League and um, continuing it. We're getting the benefits now. I've just been saying, Ray, the last six to eight weeks, the growth we've seen my particular team even even the other teams we, we watch other games yeah you know you stay back and watch another game or a half or support the other the age groups mm. but um definitely now we're, we're we're seeing the results now all that hard work we all talk about you know you don't see a lot of parents don't see the hard mm. work and you know if you once you know the hard work what's what people put in you want to be a part of it and try and support it in a positive way mm. um, you get on board you know when you see the work people doing it um, you know you love the game you're just trying to support good people you Yeah, know? that's my 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 saying and I'm only going to work with good people and you know you put yourself out there and you, you've got to do it you got to put your hand up and support the kids and hopefully that they grow you know you can see the benefit you know and once it clicks
1: you see the results I think yeah mm. I, I would agree with you John the that time frame of October right through to December, you know, the kids just getting back from COVID yeah. and to where they are now in 2022 compared to where they were in 2021, is yeah. just it, it, everything we did in 2021 yeah. to, to help them in their development yeah. has really set them towards a successful pathway right now where they are at. So I think, um, you know, the programs that we've had at the club has really helped uh, their development of where they are today um definitely yeah so at pre-season we had um uh nine matches for wallabies yeah um week in week out and um and each day uh, well each game day there were two opponents that Mm. they played against and so you know they'll stay there and um and we'll have um you know local teams come across and um our players grew and got to know each other and uh, you know, everyone wants everyone loves game day you yeah. know, and instead of training sessions. and uh, you know we, we were able to have so many great clubs that came across and, um, and helped our, our juniors develop to where yeah. they are. So um, so yeah the, um, the kangaroos were playing in the Junior Super League, as John mentioned, against some great teams as well too. and, um, and Pasco Vale will be part of um, the the Junior Super League once again yeah. um, in October. Um, and that will start for, um, you know, the end of 2022 and lead into 2023 again.
0: For those that don't really understand, I guess, the different tiers of, of mini roos, obviously you mentioned wallabies, there's kanga as well, and there are kangaroos. And there's obviously, as well You mentioned, the junior super league too. Can you sort of explain for those who don't really understand it, I guess, how the mini roos setup works with all the different levels and, and everything like that?
1: Yeah, good question, Nick. Um, <laughs> well, there's many layers. We've got our joeys. And our Joeys are our um, our first timers to soccer um, players that are developing they're they 're starting to understand the game in in small concepts in terms of development um, um, it 's a really good insight uh, for them to start their uh, football journey and then we 've got a little bit more advanced from that is our wallabies and um, and they're they 're really tracking really well um, and um, it's really exciting to see. How they're starting to develop their skills, but now they're starting to develop their teamwork skills as well too. So um, that element of confidence within themselves is is really good. Um, and also we've got our um, our kangaroos teams and our kangaroos teams. Um, um, look, they're developing. Um, they, I. It, everyone develops. Yeah. Everyone develops, you know, and and everyone puts in hard work. And I'm not going to say that any one team or any any one level does anything more than any others. Um, with the under-13s, is a really good mix. This, this group of under-13s, they have a kangaroos team and a wallabies team, and they work together so many times in training sessions, and also um, they help each other in game days as well too. Um, just a really good close-knit. Um, environment there, um, they all like each other um, we 've got two great coaches there with Sam and Nadal. Um, the team managers Sebastian and and Sean really set the st- really set the standard of of that community of we 're here together we 're not against each other or anything like that We all wear the Paco jumper and I really like it with Pasco Vale too that there 's no difference in jumpers or anything like that mm. from the seniors right down to that under seven player. So um yeah. so yeah so um it it's really good uh, the way that everybody is working together as one big happy uh, club yeah, one big family. Yeah, you mentioned
0: something I want to get to a little bit later about the interaction with the senior players. We spoke to to Terence Carter and we spoke to Alex about it as well, how we mm-hmm. see, you know, the younger kids get that kick of, you know, being able to sort of train with and, you know, experience a bit of that vibe around the senior players. Mm-hmm. And if, for yourself, I guess, is that something as well the committee looks to foster in terms of, you know, allowing sort of that more holistic approach for the whole club you got the seniors getting involved with with the mini roos and it's not say seniors are up here mini roos are down here and it's it's everyone all in together like sort of in that yeah 100
2: percent um like i said the seniors have already started engaging in our training sessions we've actually had a couple of senior boys come to game days it's just simply um you know the communication with the junior players hey can you come watch my game and there they are at 9am on a Sunday morning supporting the club and the boys, you know, it builds their confidence um, and they're proud, you know, scoring a goal and you have your senior player uh, watching you on the sideline. But yes, it is something that we are looking into fostering going forward. Um, Yeah.
0: And in terms of the, the role of a committee member, I'm just curious to know a little bit about how it all works. Obviously there's a few of you guys on, on the committee and obviously it's been, as we spoke about, it's been a tough few years for every club and in terms of, you know, having to work around all the challenges, I guess, take us through what, what, what sort of the role entails in terms of being on the committee and what sort of decisions well, are there to be made, et cetera.
2: So we're the uh, vital key to parents, uh, the community, um, Coaches the whole community we're the primary contact um, we, we collaborate and we uh, collate all the club's visions um, and goals um, any concerns come through us we also it's not all all the uh, the administ- administrative I should say but yeah. it's also the social gatherings and the social visions and the fundraisers um, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. John, in terms of your first year at Pasco Val, you mentioned you've just come over this year in terms of what have your first impressions been since coming across? Oh, look, I think, to be honest, from COVID, you know,
3: being a bit doubtful, making a move, um, having that trust. um, You know, you you bring your child along. You know, it's a lot of trust, you know, and not knowing anybody, you know, looking from the outside in. But definitely settling in. Um, My boy pretty much um, met Ray. And it was no questions, you know. I coached my son and he goes, Dad, I'm I wanna go with Ray and that was that was it. Um I had to listen to my boy. Um and looking from the outside in at the time and coming in slowly. Um definitely, you know, good culture. Um we're we're bonding. It takes time, you can't bond overnight. Yeah. Um you know just putting your hand up and supporting the club and putting the best foot forward, really, and, and the club's allowing it. They want people to support the club, you know, in, in any way. Um, my strengths are football, so that's my – and I'm not going to work behind the canteen. Um, as we're flipping sausages or making coffees. I probably could have made coffee, you know, in the light mode. <laughs> I will turn up and, and support the canteen and, you know, buy yeah. a few things. That's what you've got to do. Um, yeah, but you're yeah, definitely on the right track,
1: you know, if, um, coming, coming in. I just want to touch on that a little bit too. Um, the committee works so hard, and um, the the club has team dinners. Yeah. Wow, what a what a great initiative. Yeah. You know, uh, to see families sitting in those beautiful club rooms, um, sitting down together, sharing a meal. I, I'm so big on sharing meals. Um, you know, just to sit back, get off get off the training track, um, sit together in in the in a beautiful environment there. Lovely TV going on and, and lovely conversations. We've got an open fireplace. And the food uh, that they serve up is fantastic, mm. you know, some pastas and everything like that. And um, culturally aware of our, um, of our families as well too. And, um, and, yeah, so the kids absolutely love it. Sit down together, have a great table discussion. You know, mm. you can't get that in anybody's house, you mm. know, with, with 12 kids around a massive table. Parents as well too and, you know, we, we just make fun. Uh, we had a raffle the other day. Anna's been involved with the fundraisers. Um, Anna, how many gifts were there? Were there-
2: It was well over 50. Wow. Don't know the exact. Donations from, yeah. the, from
1: the community.
2: Community, yeah. Local organisations, the community, whole works. So yeah, It was over 50.
1: Yeah. yeah wow.
2: One of I think fundraisers. was it Mother's Day? It oh. was Mother's Day, yes. Yeah. So mm. our fundraisers, we do seasonal fundraisers, yep. um, and then there's other sorts of fundraisers such as sausage sizzles and yeah.
1: There was one day that we had for Mother's Day about the roses. Do you want to talk
2: about? Oh uh, yes, yeah. so uh, one of our uh, team managers and uh, committee members had an idea where she organised for. I think it's uh, we have 180. Yeah, 180 players, 180 roses were distributed for game day uh, for players to hand out to their caregiver, mother, yeah. on the day. Yeah, for Mother's Day. Wow. A special touch. Yeah. Mm.
0: No, that's was absolutely beautiful. beautiful. The yeah.
1: photos that came through and the proud kids um, yeah. for their, their caregiver or their, their guardian. Um, we invited, um, grandmothers to come along Mm. as well. Um, anyone who's been a, a, um, a positive influence as a female, we asked them to come along, uh, to support the boy or girl that was there on the day. And, um, uh, just, yeah, see the, see the mothers or the the caregivers in those teen photos, you know, and those hugs and everything like that. Um, it's just fantastic how, Cusco Vale are uh, just so supportive of any initiatives that happen that come their way. Yes, it can it can occur. So yeah, um, yeah that was a special day. And everyone's embracing it. Yeah. You, know? mm. you can see it, you
3: know, um, it's good. Everyone's got smiles on their faces. Yeah. Your kids are doing well, you know, you're happy yeah, it's a good moment.
1: Yeah, yeah. In our under ten team we had um, the player walk out with the with the caregiver, with the mother, yeah, And, uh, yeah. So they were so proud as well, and we had um, morning tea going there, high tea going. So and uh, then it we was had good. the yeah.
2: uh, the raffle with yeah. the uh, the night, the Mother's Day night, yeah, celebrating mm. our female community. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Well, Ray, I wanted to ask about those team dinners because obviously that's something that usually is obviously post game, post training with with senior players. Like that is something you don't usually see with juniors. Like that was something that I never had when I was growing up. I don't think many clubs do it, but where was that idea kind of born from? Was that something that you know was just a a, a light bulb moment? We thought this would be a great idea for the young kids. You know, something to bring all the families down and and everything like that. Like,
1: how did that all start? I think. It's before my time at the club, but I think that the, the Pascoe Vale, it, it's embedded that it's got a great culture from the top right yeah. down to the bottom. And I think whatever's good going from the seniors, as you just mentioned, why don't we do it for the juniors? Why don't we do it for the mini-roos? Um, we have girls' football um, team dinners as well too. so Everyone's all included. Um, we do the team dinners per age level. Um, we've got like three under-8s, three under-9s. They all sit together, you know, and there's there's all harmony amongst everybody. Um, so it's really good as they they all come back together. But, yeah, like you said, they are so lucky to have these team dinners. Mm. Um, very cost-effective as well, too. You know, it's about once a month. Um, this, this is the joy. And you just hear that club room with so much happiness and, and laughter and so forth, you know, and... Uh, you know, whoever spills the drink and everything like that. But you know, yeah. it's it's what happens. You know, and that's what kids are kids, and we we yeah. appreciate that too. You know, and uh, and we like them to feel comfortable. And um, yeah, it's 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 a fantastic initiative. We had a, um, a raffle one night too, so um, some, yeah. some soccer give-away. ball yeah. giveaways, yeah, yeah, so uh, merchandise as well too. So um, yeah, everyone's feeling really part of it.
0: Mm, mm. Absolutely.
2: And these these also become childhood memories. Mm. Every. You know, Tuesday, Thursday nights, remember, we're at Paco, mm. yeah. Friday night, see, but it's the seniors support the juniors, the juniors also support yeah. the seniors on match day, it's electric, it's mm. absolutely electric, the mm. atmosphere.
0: Yeah, because speaking to, to Terence a couple of weeks ago, he was speaking about how, you know, he never thought, like, you know, Gavin, the juniors come down looking up to me, like, you know, mm. I'm just a, a seniors guy, you know, I never thought I'd have a kid come up and sort of say, hey, like, I look up to you, I want to be... Like Terence Carter and the and the joy of seeing, you know, him come to training and or a game day and see their role model there. Um, in terms of getting like you you mentioned the vibe on a Friday because of it. I guess like, did you expect anything like this? Like when you really this all came to fruition thought, or oh, maybe we we'll get a few people come down, a few kids maybe come along, but you're seeing this wave of support that sort of reverberates throughout the whole club. I guess did you guys expect this at all? Yeah,
2: it's not. No, Would you like I'll, me to answer yeah, Oh, I can. It's all right. Oh, we, we both can. You right. can start and I can... I will say
1: that, um, Nick, uh, it is bitterly cold.
0: Yes, On a yes. Night, we know. CB Smith,
1: yeah. Uh, there's a wind channel <laughs> that just comes through. Yeah. We've got our community members that um, that help out in the canteen. In yeah. That warm, lovely environment, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but when you're out there, always cold. But... It's electrifying, you know. The, yeah. the young kids are in that player race, mm. and they are high fiving the um, the under twenties that come off the field, and it's like wow, they're all screaming and and, and, and supporting them, you yeah. know. And uh, and the under twenties are like, wow, I haven't, I'm not used to this. Yeah. They enjoy it, they, they, they enjoy it. Oh, yeah. And
3: the kids are just going, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you just got to sit back and let them have their thing. Yeah, that's right. Just yeah. as exciting for them, you know.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, I didn't expect so many people to be out there at eight degrees at night time mm. and uh, in their shorts, in their, top, <laughs> yeah. in, in their, in their um, jackets and so forth, but they're supporting mm. and, and, and they always put up their hand. Can, can my team or, or can I help out with walking out the senior player and everything? Yeah. Speaking about TC, Terence Carter, um, he put on a great training session when the seniors came down and uh, he was training the under-12 Navy team and, um, and that's um, a great team um, like many others. But uh, his training session was just electrifying. It was just a lot of passion that you, you know, it's just fast pace uh, at the level of the players. It was just to see them passing the ball quickly, shielding that ball, um, uh, doing awesome, really great plays out there the players came off the field and they said, wow, you know, I learned so much tonight from Terence, you know, and, um, and yeah, and the, it, it came through that, you know, okay, I know that player now, I know who he is about, you know, and uh, if I want to be like that, that's the kind of training that I need to have um, as part of my weekly routine. So it's really lifted up our, um, our spirits. And um, the senior players also said that, "Wow, I was so happy to be out there, to train these young young boys, young girls, because this is what it's all about, you know. Um, I grew and they grew. Yeah. As well. Exactly, I was going to say that. Yeah. They're, they're, we're all growing
3: from each other and, look, I kept saying, Ray, focus on the positives and, you know, and that was a positive day. The mm-hmm. feedback coming back from the parents and the kids. That's right. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. And, and just touching on to, say, the senior level, I think the message is, you know, we're the clubs trying to create the pathway. Mm. Yeah, we're looking down, we're looking up. We want to be there and it's creating opportunities. Um I think Ray keeps saying we're just trying to create opportunities, and, you know, not just winning or developing, but opportunities for the kids to to find their way up to that level.
1: Um yeah, yeah from the top down and down up. Opportunities. Um we've got um, a couple of teams, two teams, under 9s and under 11s, are going to the Kanga Cup in Canberra. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. Um, they're going on uh, the 3rd to the 8th of July. And these are great opportunities. This is, mm. you know, getting out of that, that centre bubble of the northern suburbs, getting out, driving up to Canberra, six hours' drive, getting to the hotel, doing your training sessions, um, playing against teams from uh, uh, Queensland, New South Wales, um, ACT, Tasmania, and also there's a Singapore team that's coming wow, up. Wow, yeah. So this is just uh, – there's only one other team from Melbourne that's coming up uh, to Canberra. So this is a great experience for these players. And this is what maybe Anna was just saying there before about um, making memories, you know, making lifelong friends, you know. And, and, um, and we need to understand that we can take this Paco badge so far, you know, and it's great. We um, The under-10s have just booked a tour to, well, a tournament to the Gold Coast in wow. September. So um, uh, there's a lot of teams this weekend in the buy round that are playing at the Mill Park tournament as well too. Mm-hmm. So it's it's gaining these small little um, opportunities of growth and development, you know, getting out of that league and, and moving into something more. So um, I'm really happy that... Um, you know, if it's school holidays, that's fine, but whoever can make it, let's go and, and, um, and play in these uh, tournaments all around. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's
0: really good. You mentioned the Kanga Cup. Like, mm. you're one of two teams in Victoria. Like, is that an invite thing that, that, that they get invited to the Kanga Cup, or is it like a, a, no, you have to apply it, for, it? You yeah. for it? Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I'm not too sure why there was only two teams. It's a real shame that no more Victorian teams were coming up. It's only Roval Academy. As yeah. well as us, and um, and you know they they're, they're ambitious like us, I guess, and um, it's just great to see that we've taken the initiative, um, and um, it just shows that um, you know um, I had that vision that I, I I told the team managers that there's a tournament coming up there, Kang Cup in Canberra, school holidays, have a think about it, and I, I spoke to them in, in February. Have a think about it and and, um, I want to see some teams up there if Mm. you can. And, you know, they've gone away and they've had little meetings with their teams and, and, yep, and they're they're really happy with that growth that's going to occur.
0: You mentioned the social events as well about, you know, sort of fostering great culture, but obviously you've said about, you've brought in a lot of new teams this year. And obviously, you know, when you're a young kid and you're playing football, coming into a football club, it can be very daunting, very intimidating, a lot of new faces, especially if, you know, if you see certain people that already know each other and everything. How important are those social events in terms of, you know, sort of bringing everyone in together? You know, you get the families getting to know each other, you got the kids getting to know each other, fostering those friendships, fostering those relationships, because... You mentioned it, you know, you go to a football club, that's where you, you create a lot of lifelong memories, a lot of lifelong friendships. I guess how important are those events in terms of, you know, beyond just, say, training and game day? You've got those other interactions in maybe an environment where you don't really always have to think about football, but it's more about social sort of atmosphere. Yeah. Do
1: you, want to, do you another one?
2: Yeah, well, at the moment the, the team din- dinners are the primary yeah. social events. Um, each team uh, I know has organised... Uh, out of, you know, training session, social events, whether it be like a bowling session Mm. or movie session. I know that um, uh, our team might be looking at a social event during the holidays. Bit of a surprise if anybody's watching, we'll communicate that to you (laughs) soon. I've just ruined the surprise. But, um, yeah, no, very important because, you know, it's very daunting, especially for first-time players. You're meeting new friends. Um, it builds confidence. You get yeah. to know everyone. It's it's you need to feel comfortable yeah. within that environment, and I think. You know, getting to know somebody socially, that's the best way to do it. Yeah,
0: and correct me if I'm wrong, you said you're a team manager as, as well. well. Yeah, yes. so in terms of the role of a team manager in that in that environment, because, you know, obviously you obviously have more of that hands on effect, sides of the coach in terms of organising those sort of things. I guess, how important is that, you know, as a team manager to, to organise these kind of things and, and everything like that as well? Very
2: important. So, um, team managers are the vital key to parents, um, you know, and to coaches, communication. Communication is the number one factor of being a team manager and organisation. Um, so organisational skills have to be on point. We organise, um, you know, game days, social events, uniforms, um, any registration inquiries. Um, I'm just trying to Fruit think. Fruit
1: the day. <laughs> <laughs> They're
2: all the fun stuff. Yeah. Fruit and lollies. Yeah, um, Yeah, I'm just marshals. trying to think. Marshals, yeah. referees on, you know, home matches. I'm just trying to think. What also, else? being there for support. Yeah, being oh, there yes. for support.
1: You know, kids get, do get um, um, injured, or they do get um, um, you know illnesses and so forth. Yep. And it's good just to say, hey, guys, if you need anything, you know, we're we're there to help you. Mm. you know? So
2: you know, we we are the primary contact for our own say set teams. However, the team manages a whole for Mini Roos, We're one big happy family. We yeah. support each other. There is no wrong answer that can be asked. We all, hey, guys, just need need a hand, need help. Yeah. Everybody's there to support.
0: So in terms of Anna, how you got involved with Pasco Vale as a team manager but also being on the committee, just take us through that, I guess. What's your relationship yep. be like with Pasco Val and how you got involved?
2: Yep. So second year, um, my son is in under eights. Um, I came in just pre-COVID, during COVID, so it's a bit um, – it was a little bit uh, – how can I say, interrupted throughout the first season. However, um, that didn't stop me from introducing myself, familiarising myself to, you know, who, who are you and who's the coach and who's the TM and I just brought on board many, many ideas, whether it be sponsorship, whether it be fundraising and, yeah, just from there I think my ideas... Oh, great yeah. and on but, I, but like Ray said um, committee member TM volunteer yeah. volunteer, yeah, they all go hand in hand
0: absolutely and Joe I guess your relationship I guess with football as well you spoke first year now Pasco Val but take us through I guess your journey with football and everything like that jeez um,
3: I started when I was probably eight yeah at, um, Sunshine Heights I was lucky enough to live across the road so I had a soccer pitch 24-7 um, you know just Learning to love the game back then with your mates. um, Played juniors, gone through amateur level, um, senior level, you know, probably finished at 31, 32. Had a little stint as coaching um, in between and probably had a bit of a kick in the masters. You you never stop dreaming. Um, Got back into coaching, assisting. I've coached. eights, nines, I think. I've um, done a 16-year-old stint a couple of years back. Um, you're just always involved in the game some somewhere, you Yeah. Know? So I've been drawn back in with my own kid now. So, um, yeah, that's my love of the game, passion. Yeah. It goes back to where, where I was a kid too. So. Yeah. Um, and just supporting, you know, if you can support the next generation, I think it's great.
0: Absolutely. And, and Ray... So- yeah,
3: can I talk about something yeah,
1: yeah, else? Yeah, go, go for it. Uh, you were talking about social before. Yeah. Um- this is a little bit different than social, but um, this year I've worked on um, having intra-club matches. Yes, yes. On a Thursday night. Um, not every Thursday. It's about once a month at the moment. We've had three rounds already. And this is where an under, just let's just make an example of an under-18 versus an under-19. Or um, we play with the levels like a Joey's versus a, um, um, a lower level, say under-7s or something like that. Or we have a Wallabies versus a Kangaroos team. And um, just uh, the, the, these games are coaching sessions. They are not uh, matches. They will just let the players go out there with a the referee. We, it's about stopping, learning, developing, um, gaining great um, habits of the game as well too. Um, last, last Thursday we played. Um, it was fantastic. We got some great photos of um, teams together you know, um, uh, coaches um, having some great conversations with the other team as well too, some encouragement as well. Um, Parents love it, the players love it, you know, and what we're trying to build here is, yeah, they are playing against each other, but they shake hands with each other after the game, starting to know other players' names from the club. Um, What's important is that we we understand that, you know, Pascoe Vale is made up from many different teams, but yeah. we need that connection between each of the teams as much as possible. So it's it's been really good these intra club matches.
0: Yeah, and I assume it fosters some very friendly competition as well. Like because the kids that are you know the 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 age group below or the the level below, they mm. really like that opportunity to to go up against the teams that are above them and really like impress. And you know, there's just you, you naturally get competitive by it. Get
1: competitive it. and also camaraderie. That, yeah. that that togetherness, you know, and um and yeah, and that younger player trying to showcase their skills against the older player, you know. Yeah. and uh, we had a great competition
3: challenge. Yeah. yeah, you can see them. They That's some right. of the kids
1: they go to another level. You know? mm. It's mm. the exposure. That's right. Yes, um, we've got the twelves versus under thirteens. Uh, some games we've got 12, um, 11s versus twelve. Some games and uh, um it's great to see that these these teams. And the games are very close, so they're yeah. really well matched up and evenly. So um, um, it's, it's a great initiative and, and the kids just love it, you know, and um, it only builds a stronger community where, you know, they will see each other away from the, away from the goals, away from the ground. And they'll be like, "Hey, oh, I played against you, or oh, you're in that team, or that's your coach, and everything like that." So there is lots of lots to gain when you build a strong community.
0: Absolutely, and and Ray, obviously, you oversee all the coaches, and obviously, there's a lot of young coaches as well that come into it because you know people want to start as a coach to obviously mm. start with the junior teams, I guess. You know, when you're developing coaches and, and everything like that, they come to you for advice and everything. What are some of your, I guess, you know, things that you like, like to put in place being a technical director and sort yeah. of overseeing the whole program? Yeah,
1: good, good question. Um, we've actually had um, some courses, some um, uh, football, f- football Victoria um, coaching courses to be actually held at Pascoe Vale this year. We've had two already. Um, we've had a coaching workshop just on Monday night as well too. Um, it's um, – we, we – um, We've got twenty-seven coaches. Wow! With not with seventeen teams, and that is great to manage. Um, and on Monday, we we're able to have a lot of interaction between the coaches, and uh, I think it was a great workshop. Uh, John, John was there that night, and um, and the the club put on a lovely team. Well, a coach's dinner, or I should yeah. say, yeah. and um, everyone just felt welcome, warm, friendly. Um, I had some activities there, some icebreakers and some quizzes and everything like that too. It's not, uh, but it's the support that we give as well too. Mm. You know, we've got um, some coaching resources that we supply to our coaches, and also with that um, that um, coach and assistant coach uh, team. Is really important that it fosters that new growth to come through, um, and we've seen some really new. We've seen new coaches um, help out an existing coach, and um, and just having that mentorship between them has really helped. You know, and um, you know, if they if they need any anything, um, I'm there to support them as hundred like the percent straight away. The
3: is there to reach mm. out, meet new people, mm. um, sharing. That's yeah, no, sharing your knowledge. knowledge. Yeah given people the confidence to you know put your hand up and ask the question we're all challenging ourselves yeah and the reason is how do we get better what can we do to get better for the kids mm. Now, this training session is not working you know where the groundwork's been laid out mm. and we're trying to build I can see that there's a lot of building in the background mm. um, coaches know now there's like we're trying to build a, a manual a paco menu or uh, mm. something to follow so yeah you know it's a template for them to work off mm. and the feedback you can you can see the new coaches coming on board or, or the guys who have been around that it's positive you know um i think they're they're, they're taken on board mm. so definitely positive signs you know the workshops are great the mills the camaraderie That's um right. yeah
0: in terms of like you suspension a bit of a manual is there certain, if you can give us without giving away all the secrets, what what sort of some of I guess the groundwork of that in terms of are there certain things that you like do's and don'ts and things like that that you look to do.
1: Yes, yeah, we discussed that the other night. Um, just about um, the do's and don'ts. Let's just say the do's are let the let the kids, well, let the players um, figure out some problems for themselves. Mm. Don't give them the answers. Yeah, just stand back, and then if if something didn't work out. Just ask them, what could you do differently? You know, what could you do differently? Just have a think about it and let's try it next time when you're in that position again. And that could be any area of the field, you know what I mean? So um, I'm really trying to encourage the coaches to to have that uh, positive development mindset. Um, some, some clubs have a um, win-at-all-costs mindset and that's really disturbing um, at junior football level. So... I think um, our coaches do realise the vision of the club and they do realise that um, you know we, we're there to develop happy, fun, enjoyable players that are enjoying coming to the club, that are making sure that um, they're learning each and every time, they've got supportive coaches that foster their development. Um, we are inclusive as well too um, and, and providing different opportunities for our players all around the park as well too. So... Um, Gaining that awareness, that growth. Now, each team um, is at different levels. You know of how many how many years of experience their their players have played, but when you can start to arrange players into different positions and give them the information, give them that education of what's that role and responsibility that you need to take out there. Um, I think that just builds um, better future for for these players as well too. So um, yeah, it, it's it's consistent. Um, I think my coaches have got a consistent approach out there, um, and um, there's always work to be done, but yeah. I think that we're, the vision is being followed really well. You
0: mentioned the win at all costs mentality, which unfortunately obviously you know for some they they can't get out of that sort of mindset mm-hmm. you know when it comes to coaching. But how do you look to separate that with some coaches? Because obviously with myth Mini Roos it's not about winning per se. Mm-hmm. it's obviously a lot about development, having fun with your friends getting out on on the park every single week. How do you separate that? Do you, do, you, do you have certain tips, you know, in terms of how you look to try and, you know, just break that mindset away from, I guess, you know, that win at all costs sort of situation?
1: My tips are all about encouragement. Um, my tips are um, to have your training sessions um, to give opportunities for growth and development in your training sessions. That way they, the players will gain their confidence when they're out on the field. Um, I, I tell the coaches – don't experiment too much on game day. experiment in your training sessions develop those those confidence uh, techniques or, and, and abilities for these players um, so that way they will grow when they go out there on Sundays you yeah. know, on match day so um, yeah that, that's my tip there in terms of um, you know, we don't want players to be not confident and not knowing where to run yeah um, we we're, we're working towards a, a little bit of a um, a, a folder in itself in terms of where players should go in certain positions. Mm. So that way there's a bit of a flick kind of manual on the sidelines just to help out our players, just to reiterate, okay, what does a defender do? Okay, this is my area of the field of what I, where I need to go. Um, what does like a striker do or anything like that? Or what are some rules that I need to worry about if I'm a goalkeeper? Um, so we're just going to have a little bit of a manual on the side and I'm hoping that um, I can work on this uh, pretty soon. So that way i I'll, I'll players are supported our coaches are supported um and um and the players know what what's required of them yeah. in this in these in this growth yeah, yeah. so yeah, that that's that's my vision at the moment
0: yeah i guess this is a question for all you guys but obviously because you've all coached team managed everything like that and mm. at a young age what comes with the kids as well you know you get the, the situation with parents as well and obviously when you know i've spoke to to, to Tommy last week who has a young team and he said obviously you know it's hard to, to tell some parents obviously unfortunately your son or daughter's not going to be able to play every week you know small sided games big squad mm. and the situation with that I guess when it comes to some parents and obviously dealing with parents as well I guess how do you guys go with that because obviously that can be an intimidating experience even as well for younger coaches and you obviously oversee most of that mm. but how do you guys look to deal with those situations um, was
1: that Tommy from our club? Yeah, yeah Tom, Tommy, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, I understand. But Tommy Tommy had a, um, a different situation there last year, and Anna, you were part of that squad. Um, and um, I think they had, like, 15 players for mm. a squad that could only have 10 on the yeah. day or something like that. But we don't have that anymore. Okay, yeah. we, We've grown um, three teams in the under-8s and three teams in the under-9s as well, mm. too. So all our teams have... Pretty much a maximum of four on the bench. Yeah. So we've we've grown so much more that we've grown. Um, is it exp- uh, we're going sideways anyway. <laughs> yes. So, yes. So we've yes. Got yes yeah. Under you know we've got your kangaroos, your wallabies, and your and your joeys. Yes. And um, and and that way, all our players get some really good opportunities on game day. Um, yeah. Though, unfortunately, the growth that happened last year and the. Um, And the inconsistencies of whether players are available or not through illnesses or anything um, or borders or anything like that that happened last year, Um, we've been able to embrace uh, a new structure and it's more um, even now that we've got, um, you know, maximum of four on the bench, which is really good. Mm.
2: If you want me to summarise how I would go ahead in a hypothetical situation as a team manager... Uh, Delivery of that information is quite important. So I could take the easy way and send an SMS. That's not the way we roll. We we are very big on communication, so I would allocate a time over, hey, a coffee at the clubhouse and sit down and explain, you know, why we believe we're heading in this direction or that direction and leave it as an open forum for parents to express their concerns as well and in a hypothetical, yeah. that's how I would as a team manager, deliver that information.
0: Absolutely, and, and John as well, I mean, when you've coached as well, and obviously, we've, you know, seen those situations, how would you look to deal with it, I guess, when in, in your position when you were coaching?
2: Look,
3: um, most parents have been great Yeah, the years I've been coaching. Look, you do have incidents um, and I think there is a heat of the moment after the game sometimes. Mm. Um, but look, I've, I used to have more training attendance. I have Game times, you know, and you try to even it out. If you know you haven't given a fair game time one week, you know, and you try to meet your minimum target, you do try to make it up. Yeah. Um, And look, the club may, some clubs may offer 18 games. If we're out there trying to source another 10 games, in my view, I've made up more than enough time. Yeah. Um, But you try to give a little bit more, you know, put an extra training session on can you make it up somewhere else, you know? You know, hopefully the parents see that, the hard work that's going. Yeah. Um, and you're going above and beyond, you know, in in the younger ages, you know. I think the parents are still learning mm-hmm. or adapting. They, they're new to the game. They're new to the culture, you know. And it's just about having a chat to them and um, informing them how you, how your approach is. Mm-hmm. Um, look, things do happen yeah. on the sidelines. Of you course, know yeah. That, yeah. Um, most times parents, you know, they're understanding,
2: you know. I'm yeah. Fair. We
0: have yeah. a great community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, as we're, we're starting to run out of time here, but Ray, I guess the, your vision going forward, looking at next year, because obviously we are coming towards the end of this season, but going forward, we saw a big expansion this year in the Mini Roos program. I guess what's the next steps from here that you're looking to implement going forward?
1: We'll talk about that the other day. Um, we're looking at introducing um, a Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon training session. We feel that um, a lot of families are investing into um, these um, academies and and so forth just to get that extra training session. And I feel that us as coaches, us as a club, we can offer the training sessions um, for our players to develop even further. Um, Teams... Clubs that are out there do offer three days a week training sessions and we're at the stage where we're only offering two and it's something that we might need to look at for next year. Mm. And any plan like this requires lots of communication and, and uh, forward planning because our, our families have got so many commitments that are outside the soccer world mm. that we need to um, give these opportunities for our families to understand that, hey, you know what, if Pascoe want to invest in my son's future or my daughter's future, I, I need to also support that as well too. Yeah. So we're looking at, um, trying to implement a, a Saturday afternoon program at the moment for term three. Um, and, um, and we'll see how we go. We're, we're looking at the middle of, um, of July to start this and that will take us through till September. Mm. So 10 weeks, um, you know, just come on Saturday, um, we're looking at an opt-in. We're not looking at this to be compulsory at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? So whatever whoever can make it at two o'clock in the afternoon, we're looking to build on on this program, and um, and this program has got to be run that um, these players move is like a circuit around, and they they work with other coaches, yeah, not just their coach. You know, it's not a training session; it's a development session you know, a skill development session. So, um, so yeah, so a lot of coaches are supportive of it. We're just going to work on a roster, going to work on some communication as well too, and um, and we'll see how we go with that just to help out a lot more um, development. Um, vision, and going forward, I think um, we've got our club going really well, um, the junior development. We've got Oxidate. Um, Oxidate program with strength and conditioning and also a football model over there too, a football um, training model. Um, that's really good. Um, our mini brews are involved in that um, once per month and um, that's going really good. Um, the feedback that I've got from that is um, the, the children in, uh, really enjoy it. It's an indoor facility with a, a soccer ground at the back. Yes, yes. Not like tonight or, um, or the waterlogged pitches and everything like that. It was heaven for our boys uh, that were trained there last night, the under-11s, and, um, and they learned so much. And it, it's all about fostering that, that knowledge of if my goal is to play MPL, if my goal is just to be a better player than what I am today – I need to invest in myself, mm. yeah? And I need to be part of um, something more than the training field. So we're, we're going to um, look at um, continuing our um, our partnership with Oxidate for next year as well too. Uh, that, that's going really well. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, and just one last one before we go. I mean, next season, new coaches wanting to come in, you know, opportunities for young players as well to come in. I guess how do young kids it might be looking to – they're probably at that stage now. They're thinking ahead to next year. They're looking ahead – do I want to be at the club I'm currently at? Do I want to get involved in coaching for some, obviously, some older people? Like, how do they get involved?
1: Well, firstly, um, I really enjoy the coaches that we've got at the moment, yeah. and I've spoken to them and I, I said to them, I really want you to stay on for next yes. year. Um, I think it's an element of confidence for them that um, they don't need to look elsewhere. You yeah, know, sure. Like, if they're happy, they stay. But we we are going to grow. We are going to have more teams, and, um, and I'm hoping we're at 17 teams at the moment and five girls teams. I think we're going to top up to 23 next year and I'll need some more coaches. Mm. Um, We're we're looking at um, some great facilities that are going to be uh, rolled out for Hoskin Reserve. Yeah, sure. I think it's going to really put us on the map of one of the the major facilities in the community of Northern Suburbs Um, and um, I think it will be an attractive place to be. I guess the information will be on the website?
2: Yeah, on the Mm. website, but in saying that... um We've had many walk-ins. They've mm. just come into the clubhouse, grabbed a coffee. Is there anyone I can speak to? And I'm usually there um, or any other committee members. Just see us with our logo tops and you know who to talk <laughs> yes. to. So, I mean, the majority of information, you can go by the website. Come see us. Mm. Come grab a coffee. Come check out the grounds. That's sure. yeah. right. Yeah. Come join.
0: Well, before we go, uh, anything else you guys want to plug? Anything you guys want to, to touch on before we before we wrap up? Yeah. Nothing
1: for me.
2: Nothing else.
0: <laughs> no, all good. Yeah. Yep. All good. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming. Go, go. Yeah.
2: Go,
0: go, Yeah. Well, well, thank you again for you all coming on, and uh, I guess just giving a bit of an insight into how things work at Pasco Obviously, as we've said, spoken a lot to the the older guys and how things work from a senior level. But it's always intriguing to find out how things work, I guess, from the bottom all the way up. So, again, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Thanks for this you. time. Yeah, pleasure. Well, if you missed any of it at home, head over to our podcast platforms. will be up a little bit later in the show. We're back again, hopefully next Tuesday as well. Uh, Stay tuned to our socials to find out who's going to be our special guest next week. But for myself, Nick DiBardo, it's goodbye for now. You're listening to Paco Radio. Brought to you by Senol on FNR Football Nation Radio.